and we are live. Welcome back to the rabbit. <laughs> I <missed> that one. <laughs> Welcome back to the rabbit hole podcast, where we do mediocre research and give our unwanted opinion about a topic that you probably don't care about. As you can tell, I'm already halfway buzzed, if that's even a thing. And uh, <laughs> over these past couple weeks, we've taken a little bit of a break here. Um, but over these past couple weeks, we've kind of gone into some very uh, controversial. Yeah, controversial and uh, opinionated topics, I guess. Yeah, um, you could say that. Stuff that kind of causes some people to disagree and fight and blah, blah, blah. So this week, we're going to have a little bit more of a lighthearted um, talk here. And we're going to go over some uh, flat earth theories. And we're going to debate and talk about whether or not the earth is round, flat, uh, cone-shaped, or whatever kind of geometrical um, alignments you may wish. It's a trapezoid. Yeah, uh, yes. Rhombus. Yes, it's rhombus. <laughs> you know, We're and- just going to sit here and name ge- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> geometrical shapes the whole time dome earth yeah and then of course dome earth goes into we're just on the back of a turtle and then we're just oh. in the eye of a cyclops yeah and then the world tree as well so I mean, we go a lot of places with this you know really the it's called you know flat earth theories flat earth concepts things like that but up until about the 5th century BC, that was reality for everybody. Everybody thought the world was flat as much as they had thought about it. You know, I don't know how much someone really, um, you know, in, like, say, 6th, 7th century BC, Greece would have been thinking about the shape of the world. But it wasn't really until, um, what's it? It was, was it Socrates? Um, Aristotle? Um, provided evidence that the um, earth was spherical in let's see around 400 bc then that's the first time that you actually get people realizing that the world is a sphere rather than um, than flat so for for a lot of people that was the way they lived prior to that though i mean they had the it was kind of a there's an edge of the world type of thing where it's like Mm -hmm. you go over you once a certain point you would fall off the edge of the earth right and so yeah. on and I, I think that you know even though you know and a lot of times I, I think this is something that people didn't even think about you know this was something that if i am you know i live in first century thrace or you know Rome, wherever, I wouldn't really be worried about this kind of stuff. If I'm just a farmer or a soldier or doing something like that, it's not something that would cross my mind because there wasn't time to just sit around and think about it. So, yeah, Um, would have been thought about much. Among everyday people living in this time period, I don't think there was a lot of questions being raised about the subject. It was, it was kind of like those people were fighting for for survival on their own, not really worried about what shape their planet was in. Right, Uh, exactly. They kind of just didn't care um when did you and say so they... it was kind of reserved for more uh higher thinking individuals such as greek philosophers and astronomers and yeah. and people of that sorts when, when did you say they, they they actually discovered it was round so aristotle proved evidence um that the earth was round in 330 bc so your that'd be your fourth century bc but so, even okay. though they provided scientific evidence and stuff mm-hmm. like that, no one knew for certain yeah. that the Earth was round or spherical, whatever, until uh, Ferdinand Magellan and Juan Sebastian Alonco's uh, trip around the world. They circumnavigated mm-hmm. the, the Earth in 1519. Yeah, 1519. And that was the first time anyone had ever went started at one point and ended at one point yeah. and that's nearly went... 2000 years difference there. yeah around uh, the entire planet i asked that only because of the uh 
uh, <clears throat> to go back to like mythology and stuff like that we talked about is like with Norse mythology, Nor- oh my God, Norse mythology, right, is to have, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to butcher this name, Jormungandr, Jor- the world serpent, right? Yeah. Uh, complete being so long that it completely wraps around the mm-hmm. earth, which yeah. would be, you know, that state that they believed in a spherical, spherical. Earth, yeah, or at least a halo right? Earth, yeah, something of that nature. And when you look at like um, depictions from Norse mythology, or if you read like the Poetic Edda and things like that, and you talk about like, um, use the guard of the world tree, and you start talking about all of that. Um, you can tell that that they believed in more of a almost like dome earth it's kind of kind of what i what i think of when i think of it like we're in this big dome surrounded by by the world serpent around the outside of it yeah it'd be similar like the i was gonna say because um i didn't think they believed in more in like a a spherical earth Because they had kind of a, a layers to their kind of thing, wouldn't there? Yeah. Like hell well, was like a, yeah. a like layer. Realms. Well, yeah, see, it would be like yeah. Well, it's a, a, that's how I take it. It's like a realm, right? But each because there's even the realms all are they might be on top of each other, but I think they all are together. Does that mean I don't know? Right? Because like the dwarves, dwarves or elves, one of the two are able to move in between dimensions or realms and i don't know if i had sorry i had to hit the library is the elves yeah they're able to the elves were the people who were able to kind of like essentially walk like it like you talk yeah. about the 4d yeah. like the 4d dimension where like you it's a dimension that's literally right there with us yeah but you can't see it but they were able to see it and walk yeah. through it yeah, there's um some some interesting things, especially when we start talking about like even like old Judea and Hebrew um, mythology and religion. You know, they believed that the world was flat as well, and that there was um, essentially almost kind of like I'm, I'm pulling on some distant memories here, but almost kind of like the world tree um, in Norse mythology, where you had you had hell down below and you had, you know, your mid tier, your earth. Then you went above that and you had um, like heaven. And there was supposedly, there's like different levels of heaven to reach. So. Yeah. The Persians um, also believed that the earth was in a, a seven layered ziggurat. Is what the what Zoroastrians? They, what they, yeah. Okay. It's what they called the uh the cosmic mountain. Yeah. Um and it's alluded to in the Avesta, which yeah. is a, the primary primary collection of religious texts for Zoroast- Zoroastrianism. I had to write um, a thick double C paper for Bailey on Zoroastrianism <laughs> one time. And uh, why in the world is she writing a paper on Zoroastrianism? Isn't she like a kindergarten teacher or something yeah it was something about like some kind of how that's like a full-on theology like a deep theology class yeah it was it was like it, it went back into um like how it would relate into child care like how you would care for a child of these certain it was it was messy it's weird yeah like i, I know a dude that has a degree in theology and mm. i doubt that he knows what zoroastrianism yeah. is because it's one of those really far out ones that i mean not shoot, i spent years working with chaplains that didn't know i mean they wouldn't know what what any of that stuff was there was like yeah, one buddhist chaplain just focus on their religion the rest of them's christian you know yeah a, a lot of those people like that they end up with degrees and some sort of theology and stuff like mm-hmm. that they usually tend to focus on one either their religion or they at least focus on like a monotheistic kind of thing. Right. Yeah, I think the polys but, are where it's at. That's the more interesting ones, honestly. Oh, for sure. Those the are the ones that get really at. deep and confusing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so back to flat Earth. Um, <laughs> here we go again. We've already gone on our front of rabbit hole here. Um, I think. Yeah, so lot... no, keep going. You're good. Sorry. Um, the spherical or round Earth thing is also not even true like everybody thought it was a perfectly spherical round earth and Mm -hmm. it's not 
if you actually know anything about like time uh, and stuff like that and the, the earth, you know it's an ellipsoid. Um, and that's because of like different gravitational pulls and stuff like that right. has caused pressure. the earth to, to kind of uh, be squished. So um, if Ooh. you want to be honest, we're kind of in the middle of a flat earth and a, and a round earth. And it's more of an ellipsoid shape, an elliptical shape. And that was kind of um, – that was described by uh, Isaac Newton in Principia in 17th century. Interesting. That's when he kind of figured that out. I mean, and I guess really – and when you, look at, when you look at Earth from space, even when we're looking at it from the moon – we're really not far enough away to look back at it and get a good look and a good sense of it. You know, it's your satellite imaging that's going out further than the moon that you're really having to get your good images from. Well, the other thing, I mean, cause if you didn't, if they're waiting for like the curvature that you can tell in the yeah. pictures, it would look flat. I mean, if you, even if you were in space, it would look flat. Yeah, it would. Yeah. But then like the theory is that um, they just go high enough up and they use a fisheye lens which yeah. gives gives the illusion of a round earth or uh... but then well the way that the way that light in space works is that it only reflects off of so you can only see what the sun's rays reflect off of that's why we only see uh the moon as f- flat yeah we see it as as round but we see it in a 2D kind yeah. of uh dimension and shape and um that's exactly how if you were on the moon how you would see the earth is you would see it as this kind of like two-dimensional object because it's just with the way that our eyes and the way that light and the way that the sun and space and everything works together is you can only see what um the sun's rays reflect off of and so my I think the sun is flat. You cut out. Do what? I said my theory is that the sun is flat. Yeah, the Earth isn't flat. The sun is flat. Yeah. You want to know? You want to know why I say this? Shoot. Because anytime I look up at the sun, I have to close my eyes and I can't actually see it. So I think it's. I think it's probably just a big conspiracy theory. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Not All as right. deep as I was um, expecting, but it's something. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, that's eyes. about as deep as that's as I about can't as see it deep as the flat Earth society goes there. into. Okay, but let's let's think about this for a second. I'll play devil's advocate here. I'll be the devil's advocate, and I'll say, I'll play that the world is flat. Okay, I'll I'll go from that viewpoint and see if we can get some good argument debate going here. So, my theories for why the or my evidence for why the earth is flat is that one Antarctica is completely a protected area that you can't just travel to. Why is that? Why can't we go to Antarctica? You can't go to Antarctica. Uh, so if you want me to fuck. Just, uh, it, it takes a lot of, um, permits and funding and stuff like that. I mean, there's been multiple excursions to Antarctica, there was a dude, um, I forget his name, but he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and he rowed a boat from the tip of Argentina, uh, which is Cape – it's not Cape Horn. Cape Horn or Cape Hope? We talked about this one time. Um, Cape Anyways, Fear he rowed is... a boat from the tip of Argentina in South America. Mm-hmm. Him, him and his team, they rowed a boat. Not cool. They didn't get on a ship. They rode a boat. Um, like Vikings? Yeah, uh, all the way to Antarctica, and they made it. They touched the surface of Antarctica. And there's been multiple of um, excursions and explorations to Antarctica before. I think the reason that you can't go to Antarctica now and that you can't just take a plane ticket there right now is because it's one of the last places on Earth that is um, – not claimed yeah and it's it's protected kind mm-hmm. of like i mean think of uh the 11 point river back where, where right. we're from 
no one's it's protected by like the um conservation and all that stuff and you're not really allowed to build like businesses and buildings and like manufacturing right. within a certain uh mileage of that river so well, you can, so you can like own land you can own land that like connects to the river have, yeah have, but you cannot actually you don't ever actually own the river or anything yeah you can't ever touching. own the river itself you cannot own a portion of that water that flows through or you can't own a portion of the rock underneath of that water that flows through but you can own the land on either side and i feel like antarctica is kind of the same thing it's just one of those pr protected areas mm -hmm. and i think that our governments from around the world all kind of have a deal in that sense that they um because there's With aliens the there? They do a lot. I think yeah. they do a lot the of scientific research and stuff like that there. So what you're saying is the Earth is hollow. No. Um, <laughs> what I'm saying is that it's uh, protected by conservationists and uh, people who really, really like green energy and stuff like that. And it's one of and the last places on Earth the where there's just a solid ice cap and um, – I think they do a lot of scientific research and stuff like that there, and that's one of the reasons that you're not allowed to just go there as a tourist is because that would um, cause a lot of – that would just cause a lot of human human things, pollution, uh, foot traffic, and stuff like that would just cause uh, the, a loss of integrity of the purism, the purity of that, that uh, space. The virginity of Antarctica. Now, that's me trying to be logical. If you want – on the flip side of this, I think that Antarctica is a battleground basically and um, that countries from all over the world, governments from all over the world are trying to outbid each other on it. They're um, going to wars for it and stuff like that because mm -hmm. I think well, that's one of – that's a, that's a perfect staging area if you want to – Oh, yeah. Say Russia. I mean if Russia wanted to – um, invade the United States. Well, yeah, they're right across the Bering Strait mm -hmm. from Alaska. They could do that easily. But if they wanted to start a war there in Alaska, they could start another front by going to Antarctica, staging troops in Antarctica and flowing up through Argentina and South America where they have plenty of other communist countries and other communist them, yeah. friends uh, that I'm sure would cover their tracks for them. Right. But I think Antarctica has a... Ha has a my conspiracy side of me says that Antarctica has a much deeper meaning than um, what most people think. I think it's it's definitely got a lot of secret scientific projects going on there. There's a lot of research going on there into multiple things. I mean, I think it's a place for like. You know how most people think the Area 52 is where they dissect aliens and mm -hmm. shit like that? Yeah. I think that's what they do in Antarctica. Antarctica would be a perfect place for it. I agree. Area 51? For for Yeah, for like a place like Area 51. You said Area 52. That's as... Well, there is an Area 52, isn't there? Yeah, I'm thinking of I'm thinking both. of World of Warcraft. <laughs> uh, see, what I think is... I think there's an ice wall. You think there's an ice wall? Okay, hold war. Tell me about it. And I think in roughly – give me a second. Hold on. I was not prepared for this. 1926? Mm-hmm. Is it the North Pole? Oh, no. This is the North Pole. We're talking about Antarctica. I mean both work. Both right. work. So the other side of the Earth, yeah. or the – you know, yeah. There's, yeah. there's an ice wall. The top, not the bottom. Mm -hmm. Which I guess if the Earth is flat, right? If the Earth is flat, mm -hmm. there's an ice wall all the way around, right? Yeah, I think either there's an ice wall all the way around, or there's an ice wall along the bottom, the top, and then it's just like an ocean drop off around the edges. Okay, so That's one of my things. Go ahead, CJ. Sorry. No, he did go. So he did go to Antarctica. Sorry, I didn't scroll down. I knew that. Bird? I knew. Yeah, Admiral Bird, Richard E. Beard. Bird. Um, 
twitchy. I'm gonna I'm gonna absolutely butcher this because I'm going based off solely off of memory because I do not have time to read through this to tell you what's going to happen. So what I'll do is I will tell you what I remember and then I will read and tell you if I was right or not. CJ's version of history. I like it. Yes, this is so Admiral Byrd. I don't know when. I th- I want to believe it was around the time of World War II. I don't know. He went to uh, Antarctica, and he was flying, right? He was flying over Antarctica, and they got to a point where he hit a patch, and it was like a tall wall of ice, and it stretched on for miles and miles and miles. And 1928? Yeah, 1928. Okay, so I was – okay. We're already wrong. But – the rest of the story will be true because he did fly around World War II. So, um, anyways, so he's flying over this wall of ice, and the further he goes into it, uh, there's another craft that comes out, and it kind of guides him. And it does. They, they, it's not acting hostile. It's it's being kind of like friendly, like hey, you know, kind of follow us type of thing. So he starts following with it, and it. There's a hole in the in the ice wall, and he goes down it, and they go down for quite a ways, and they end up basically inside of the Earth, which is like the this is where the hollow Earth theory comes into. And essentially, what he was saying is that inside of the Earth, there is another world with other beings. Um, I don't remember what the beings were. I don't know if they were reptilian. Or, you know, I don't know any of that. So the, essentially there is another sun. There's a second sun inside the earth um, with a cool. another earth almost like inside also. So it's basically kind of like a one of those Russian nesting dolls. Yeah, right. But it's like a ball. Uh-huh. So you have a ball inside of a ball. Was there a ball inside of that ball? How deep did this guy go? I don't know. I mean, How many anyway, balls did he go in? I think there's only one. I think there's only one ball inside of a ball, and that's it. But I don't know that. So he went and he went inside of a something though. Yes. So and so, apparently, but he flew into it. Yes. Well, that doesn't make is sense. Is the w- is what he went inside of uh, one of the volcanoes? It would be it would be similar to a, <clears throat> a like a volcano, right? So it'd be like. Well, there is volcano like um, like an ice like a, like an ant hill, right? I'm not. It's not necessarily a a ball in a ball. It's a there's a ball, and then there's a ball inside of that ball. So it's a ball in a ball, kind of like a like a donut. Okay, and so then the donut hole. Yeah, so it's like there's a there's a hole, and there's another hole, and then there's a line in between the hole, <clears throat> right? Yes. Which would allow how uh, you get my pick. You get the point, right? So that happens. And he meets with these people. I don't. <laughs> so I'm curious how like thrust and all this works. If you're, cause if he's flying a plane. So the going- other, the other vessel that was guiding him, mm-hmm. I guess somehow their technology kind of took over and guided like a him. tractor beam. Essentially, or kind of like you're docking onto a, theoretical spaceship in the future and it kind of it you you just line up with it and it pulls you in tractor beam yeah okay cool yeah yeah and this man just before we're like this man's a freaking lunatic he has no you know nothing this man was a uh a rear admiral admiral in the navy Mm -hmm. he fought in world war one and Mm two he was awarded the medal of honor the navy cross navy some of these are just like your bear, whatever, you know. He had the Distinguished Flying Cross. Uh, but did he get a National Defense Medal? No. Oh! Sorry, no. This had to. Couldn't stop this myself. Man. This man. But anyway, but you know, he got the... Participation trophy. Yeah. <laughs> he got... He's... One, two, several, several awards. Um pretty high ranking i mean right i think let's 
Rear Admiral. Essentially a, a two-star. Oh, 07, yeah. So he's not. He's obviously not, not stupid. No, that's the thing is uh, that's why I was asking you about vol- volcano. Is that what he flew into? Is because he is known for discovering um, Mount Sidley, which is the largest volcano um, in Antarctica. And I think I think that's weird that there's a volcano in Antarctica. Anyways, I never would have thought Sidley. Oh, yeah. yeah, Mount Sidley is, is it's one of the volcanic seven summits, which mm-hmm. is the seven tallest volcanoes on each continent. And Mount Sidley is the tallest volcano volcano on Antarctica. That's interesting. And he was the he was the uh, discoverer of it. Yep. In uh, November on November eighteenth, nineteen thirty-four, he flew over it and discovered it. Huh. It's um uh, the first ever recorded ascent of Mount Sidley was by a New Zealander, Bill Atkinson, in 1990. They said there's a big hole in the ground. Yeah, it really doesn't even look like that tall of a volcano. No, it doesn't. I'm but I guess it's it's the tallest volcano on that continent. Then. On Antarctica. I think Antarctica is like mostly flat because it's just like a it's just an ice shell. So yeah. it doesn't have to flat. be that tall, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I'm sorry, CJ. I'm just kidding. I don't actually. Um, yeah, I could climb this thing. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to f- actually find like evidence of what he said or like. What he said about the the actual, His actual encounter. Words, yes. Yeah, I want to know who he met there. That's what I'm really interested in. He was stated that he was ordered to. So I, I'm pretty sure everything, none of this come out until after he died. Like I think he because he was. I it says he was ordered to remain silent. To he's, I am ordered to remain silent in regard to all that I have learned on the behalf of humanity. I am reminded that I am a military man and I must obey orders. I'm detained for several hours. I'm interviewed. I'm just questioning. Um, my main deal to to combat the flat Earth thing is, how do you explain uh, time zones and stuff like that? Because um, I've been on the other side of the planet before. I've been to South Korea, which mm-hmm. is pretty much right on the other side <laughs> it's like a fifth or 13 or 14 hour time difference or something like that right um so i've been in a place where it was dark when it was sunlight here and vice versa Conveniently, and i'm just wondering how you I can, can explain, explain that, that. CJ, so, can explain it? yeah i can explain this actually so picture if you will a piece of paper this would be a lot easier if we were in person um, a, a piece of paper essentially, and so on your book, right? Uh, on the left side, there's a flashlight shining down on it, and on the right side, you have the moon essentially. Yeah, so it rotates on top of the earth, and so that's how only half of it will be. Uh, lightened at a time Hmm. because the sun revolves on top of the earth the earth is actually stationary it does not move at all well why because it's it's why why does that make more sense than we're a sphere i mean like if i if someone's trying to convert me to flat earth theory why why does that make more sense well typically if you were going to be I'm trying not to. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be offensive, probably. Usually, Typically, if you're a flat earther, you're not making much sense in the first no, place. Yeah. You've so probably been dropped on your head at one point. Your arguments <laughs> don't have to make any sense, is what he's saying. But see, like, but sometimes you know, I see conversations, arguments going on around flat earth, and I'm like, you know what? Actually, it doesn't sound you know crazy far fetched. But then I guess it's maybe just because I'm like so detached from reality and like. That's the thing is, I think there's a, 
I, I mean, I'm honestly able to question everything. Yeah. It's, as it's at this point, like, we really don't know. I mean, yeah. at this point, there's so many conspiracy theories going on daily. Like, yeah. there's yeah. a specific community that we won't name that are silly gooses. And uh, they, they're just, I just boom, 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 boom. Every day. Something actually, new probably hurting us mm-hmm. making us you know it's they're like conspiracy theorists are now kind of yeah more lunatics than we were before yeah yeah and i i'm kind of getting off flat earth here but i've been i've been meaning to kind of talk about this for the past couple of days with you guys so i'm gonna take the opportunity to kind of kind of mention it for a second i really feel like in our current climate in our current society oh sorry i really do feel like it almost has to be a simulation like going back to weeks ago weeks ago months ago when we talked about simulation theory i from that point to now i have seen so much more evidence of simulation theory than I could even count. Hell, I sent you guys the other day. I caught a glitch in the matrix the other day when I was at work where someone was doubled in a photo that like it was literally impossible for it to be an explosion thing. So we'll, I think we'll know more. Uh, There'll be more evidence come next month, I guess, depending on what happens. Like if it correlates to the last, I think at this point we've hit 2020 and we're looping. I think we've, you think we're like a continuous time loop? Stuck in a loop now because at the beginning, Sorry, excuse me. At the beginning of last year, what's the first thing that happened? What was the what was everyone was scared? Uh, uh, war, we're going with to Iran? war with Iran. Yeah. What happened this year? We killed Soleimani. Um, we're a going year war with Iran the, again. A year to the day, everyone's scared. We're going to a, on a, on a, it, we're going to war with Iran. And at the same time, also Kim Jong Un is posturing again, like he was this time last year. And I know this is when we're not trying to, I'm, this isn't us trying to be political. This is just the mm-hmm. state of the world, right? So this time last year, they were going through with the impeachment of Donald Trump. Yep. This time again, here we are, impeachment of impeachment. Donald Trump. We may get a new and president. Someone, someone, I was in the field the other day, someone said something about simulation theory that like, it blew my mind. I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. And I can't remember what it was. <laughs> so, Well, you just got my hopes up and you dropped me like a newborn child. You're welcome. But I think I'm really I, trying to remember, but I can't at all. I genuinely feel like it, that's one of the most believable, especially right now. I think the code's oh, yeah. broken. I think something has happened and the code has broke and we are stuck. We're stuck. We're hard and stuck. some stuff might be dissolving. Um, there's things that are happening that aren't, didn't happen last year, you know, mm-hmm. minor, minute things, <clears throat> but some of the major stuff that is happening has already happened and it's just literally going to repeat. Well, it's, I, think, I mean, if you want to base it off of, if you want to say we're in a simulation, how does this, how does the simulation have to run? Well, it runs off a mathematical algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a, if it's a truly sentient thing, and it runs without people controlling it and something like that, then it has to run off of a mathematical algorithm. There's no other way it can run. Um, and eventually those kinds of things have to repeat themselves. They have to they have to be on some sort of loop kind right. of I mean numbers numbers go forever, but um, eventually you're repeating the same numbers, yeah, kind of running out of combination. In, in a in a sense, you know, eventually you can you can go all the way up to seven, eight, nine, mm-hmm. but eventually you're going to say seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, yeah. and it's gonna, it's the same numbers but with a different like number in front of it. Right. Um, What's the thing is like uh, how the world uh, everything is basically revolves around mathematics. Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, that, I think that was one of the biggest like. Everything is things. everything is created and destroyed based off of a number. Yeah. It's all written in a binary code. It's all mm-hmm. uh, based off mathematics and algorithms. Is yeah. is what the entire planet is based off of. Everything that, 
that has happened, you can bring it down to math in some in one way or another. It's mm-hmm. the freakiest thing in the world. Yeah, it, I mean, it really is. It honestly is literally the freakiest thing in the world. You are right. And that could also be how, so say all of our, there's tons of simulations, right? Mm-hmm. Goodbye, flat earth. Hello, simulation again. Well, um, honestly, how this I, I see a correlation back back to flat earth on simulation theory. But I'll let you keep going, and then I'll talk about correlations. Right. So all I, I mean, really, all I'm going for is how there's um, with simulation theory. Essentially, we are we're in a simulation, right? Right. There's there's obviously there's somebody higher up, or some things that are kind of running this. Mm-hmm. Um. That would mean there's probably multiple simulations happening. Right. Alternate realities. Mm-hmm. And as one crashes, the likelihood is the everything going into that server would split and move to a different server. All, all the resources from that server mm-hmm. or simulation would move to a different simulation to help it run smoother. So what if our simulation crashed last year? Mm-hmm. And now we've moved into this alternate simulation that's very similar to what – or another dimension. This might be another dimension at this point. But it's, it's very similar. There's minute things that are, not, that are different. But all the major things are happening. Mm-hmm. And that they're happening to make you think that you're still – hey, this is, you're still where you're supposed to be. We're, we're tweaking some stuff right. to make it seem like – you know, I don't know. No, I agree. Like if – Okay, so a little psychological experiment here for you guys. Thinking back over the last few years, you know, I've, let's say, last three or four years, things have evolved and changed a lot faster than they were evolving and changing prior to the last couple of years. And honestly, if I think about like my memories of like the past couple of years versus like, like if I try to remember like the past two years, this might be because I have a brain tumor or something, but um, <laughs> if I try to remember like the past two years, like I have a really hard time remembering that, you know, like I have a really hard time pulling recollection. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. Recollections, yeah, um, off of that. But now like 10 years ago, I have a great memory on what happened back then. My short term might just be going, but... I think that that might be kind of a, a haze almost over the past couple of years. Does that make, that makes sense? Or I just, well, yeah. Well, so it could be that the, the simulation is trying to alter my it, memory. Well, it's trying to patch in some stuff to be like, Hey, you're trying to think about this. And it's like, we don't have the code for this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That, um, insert. Like an episode of SpongeBob insert sean christopher um maybe it's the simulation's way of like he said he was implanted with um his memories of the of the things he went through as a child were wiped and he was implanted with false memories um that's where the fog, Basically, right? he he remembered a false childhood and stuff like that, and uh, and maybe it's something like that. Like the simulation is trying to cover its own tracks, and it's thinking, "Hey, he's on to us. We need to, um, we need to camouflage ourselves," kind of thing. Right. And it's inserting false memories. I, I printed off this glitch in the matrix. I found it at work the other day. You guys talk about something. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Let's uh, just go back to that. So it'd be like the because what he was stating is that like after about twenty to twenty five years, the the mind fog and I don't remember necessarily and I don't. I want to it's kind of like the drugs wore off. Yeah. yeah, essentially. Well, he explained it as like he was. Um, the way he explained it is what caused his memories to trip, and what caused his. Um, recollection of things was he met another person who went through the same things and was there at the same time he was. Yes, that was and it. it kind of brought back a uh, deja vu effect. Maybe is um, I don't think that's the right word I'm looking for, but 
I remember asking him like a like a sleeper agent type thing, and he said, "Yeah, exactly." So that's kind of what I'm thinking is that it was like he a sleeper agent type thing where he had no idea what was going on. He had no idea who he actually was. Um, he had no memory, no recollection of the things that have been done to him in the past. He met this other person, and that was like the trigger. Like they implanted memories in his head that was like, listen, 25 years from now, you're going to meet this other person. They're going to say the word potato, and that's going to be the trigger for the fog to lift. And that's when you're going to activate. And so it could be uh, – I was going to go somewhere with that and now, okay. Um, so maybe what if uh, all this stuff, like, so we're living through a time where it's just uh, major event after major, like historical, like this, this last year and a half is going to be a very hot thing in the next 25 years like this is going to be a very historical time period what if there are too many people that are questioning and they're trying to cover it up by the simulations like we've got it let's insert this let's throw this at them let's do this you know it's just getting overworked yeah and it's just trying it's trying to reset itself and bring back the balance because there's just too many people that are like breaking from it Understandable. I want to, I want to, um, I'm going to share screen, screen real quick. Okay. Um, let me find the right one. Screen two. Share. Okay. Can you guys see this? Not yet. No. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Okay. So the other day I was going through, I was working on something at work. I was going through pictures from a Christmas party and I caught this. All right. This is not an exposure delay. This is not anything like that. There's other people walking. This is a wider picture. And I sorted through all of it. There's other people walking around here, other people talking. But somehow. This dude got captured twice. This dude got captured twice. This is not a panoramic. This is just a single shot. Okay. And there's other people walking around. Like I went through and. Um, in the wider picture, you can see like some guys walking right to left over here and they're not captured twice, but this guy got captured twice. What if that's the one admin? (laughs) It's really been like, this thing's been on my name. I'm going to find him. I found this thing like a month ago and I've just been like nonstop thinking about it. So what if this is a one of the places where the uh, either the dimensions, either two dimensions or two simulations are overlapping? And very possible. My kids were really is, good at that Christmas party, so it's and very this is possible. Just one thing that was like completely out of sync. Like everything else is overlaid at the exact same way. Except for this one guy, he's he's just happens to be just ever so slightly off. And then shortly thereafter, the simulation fixes it or, you know, or they converge back to where they were going. I just think that especially you you'd think there'd be a lot of motion blur if this you would was, think it's like two separate think, captures and you would think that the people it's like there's two people standing there uh-huh. yeah exactly it's, it's a perfect know, photo yeah like i said like this guy like you can tell he's in motion like he's bending over he's actively moving you know um this is a line of people going down a buffet so there's people moving here there's people off to the left and at, at first see if you look at it at first it looks like there's a where this woman's purse is she's holding this purse here and you see that yellow kind of uh or gold like line there yeah it almost looks like there's a split in the image and that two images come together but if that was the case there would be a line down this dude's arm as well and there's not um well so now that you mentioned that that does kind of that does kind of look like the guy's jacket with the sleeve what this line up here yep 
No, that's a purse. It's, no, purse. it's kind it's of a different purse. color, though. Yeah, it's her purse. It's like his is more of like a mustard color. Yeah. Mustard color, and that yeah. there's more of a gold brown. I don't know, but this thing's been like. And if you look up here, can you guys see my mouse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you look up here, like, look at this guy's foot. Okay, so he's actively in movement, right? He's actively walking. Yeah, his his foot is off the ground completely. From there's here, a, and you can see his heels a, raised. Yeah, but there's no different. You know what? You see what I'm saying here? Like that's it's the just same. Too bad. It's just too bad that you this wasn't from the other side to where we. Is this guy shadow. casting a shadow? His shadow would, I think. See, there's overhead lights here. Yeah. Um. See, because you can see the different shadow shadows casted on this lady up here. If you have one this way and then one this way. I think the shadow would be in between these yeah, people it, down there. It'd be this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need you to dig deeper and access some other cameras. Um. Well, I know. Seriously, like, like I, I, I spend a lot of time like searching through the rest of the pictures from the Christmas party, like to find. That's super weird. Other, yeah, but I, there's no other there's one picture. Just this one picture. This one guy. It's it's one picture, and that's captured him twice. I just don't I don't understand how that's even possible. And we need not to talk to a photographer or something like that. Picture. Yeah, we need to talk to a photographer or something about this because that's like it's not like it snapped two photos or something like that right. or um, capped him captured him in the middle of motion. It's right. literally two different still images. Yeah. And, Listen, and if it was two different pictures overlaid, there would be differences all over. Oh, none, yeah. of these people, none of these people would be lined up. No. And then on the other part of that, I think if it was a frame exposure thing, that he would be a lot closer. This is a huge gap in Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah. that's what I was going to say, too, is that, um, if it was like a frame kind of thing. I mean, this is like a second and a half of he walking would right here. Barely be like he would. He would still be drinking or something like that. Yeah, there'd be like a like, double shot, and it'd be like half his he's head. Got the whole drink out of his mouth. His arm is swaying back in a different direction. He's got a different leg coming forward. Mm-hmm. Like it's a totally different. A whole, it's a whole totally different body position. Yeah. This has been blowing my mind. That's pretty and, crazy. And I can't, I can't figure out who it is. I, I've gone through the rest of the pictures trying to figure out who was like wearing that that day and stuff. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna blast them on here anyways. But like, I couldn't figure out who it was. I was like, well, one, you need to find this guy and see if he's still working there because I bet you he's not because they pulled him out of the simulation. He was an <laughs> admin um, that was there to lock things down, and he got caught, and he's no longer working. Well, there. so were you guys wearing stickers with your names on them? Yep. Too pixelated. I already tried. Well, what I'm asking, because I don't see anyone else with the sticker on their chest. I yeah, mean, see this lady down here? You can kind of see it right here. Yeah, okay. she's got that sticker on the right. On yeah. the, on you can see his her right left here. Or right. Okay. Yeah, same thing. Hers right, there. right here. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we'll ignore that. Uh, yeah, so now you guys understand why I've been like in this kind of like, I don't know. Bewilderment. You just, put, you just need to put it up at work and argue this person. Are you are this, are you this guy? I'll send out like a like a email to the whole company. Be like, is this you? If so, my podcast would like to talk to you about your experiences. <laughs> All right, I'm stopping the share now. Okay. Yeah, I've. I might wild. have to cut that and like make it its own little episode there, but. <laughs> This has like been blowing my mind. Well, um, we definitely um, didn't answer the question of is the earth flat or is it round? We kind of just went back and forth and ended up in simulations. But, um, is what happens. Um, I think that's the best way we could have done. I mean, realistically, I mean, so, no matter what shape the Earth is in, if it's all fake, anyways, right? Yeah, exactly. I, we don't have any proof. We, I've <laughs> never been to space. That's no. the thing is, like, you you just don't. You. Just, I've been in one plane my whole life, and it was like a nine-person plane. It flew sideways, and it was cloudy the whole time. 
and I wasn't paying too much attention because what? Miss, what are you talking about? A nine-person plane? Yeah, that you know, flew sideways. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm interested now. You want to yeah, know what kind of plane were you in? I don't know. Uh, there was a it was a traumatic event. Um, what flight was this? Where were you going? Uh, basic. Basic. I was going to basic. Uh, the stupid you flight. You flew in a plane from St. Louis to Fort Leonard Wood. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I flew in a plane from Cape Girardeau to St. Louis, and then rode a bus from St. Louis to Fort Leonard Wood. That's you flew dumbest. a plane from Cape Girardeau to St. Louis. Yeah. Was it like that's, Air that's the wildest one? thing I've ever heard in my life. I yeah. So I'm only two or whatever, three and a half hours from St. Louis. I'm three hours from Cape Girardeau in the exact opposite direction. <laughs> so they had me drive all the way down to Cape Girardeau, hop on a plane, and fly thirty minutes that way. <laughs> made no sense. Made no sense at all. Your tax but, money at use. Yeah. Uh. So, what happened was, That's I get in this plane, thing. and right. I, I so took a nerves. van. I took a van from Cape. No. I was St. Louis. Yeah, I was. I took I a van there. from West Plains to St. Louis, and then a plane from St. Louis to San Antonio. No, I I flew from Cape Girardeau to St. Louis, and then that's the dumbest there. thing I've ever heard. There were people that got dropped off at Fort Leonard Wood themselves. I live an hour and a half from Fort Leonard Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Could have just went there and had to take a six-hour trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dumbest thing in my life. But right, so here we are, getting in at Cape. Cape Air, whatever it's called, and it's a nine-person plane. This thing is like not sealed perfectly. This, it, it's bad. Like I, while we're flying, I can feel air coming in through the windows. It, not the best first-time flight. And so I get in this vehicle, this plane. Mm-hmm. You, call, you might call it a plane. <laughs> I sit down and they're like, you need to turn all your electronics off. Like if you have your electronics on, you, it might not be good for you. So I'm like, oh, okay, let me do it. I turn my electronics off. And I look over and the guy beside me is like, I'm not even taking my headphones out to listen to you. Tell me do that. <laughs> so the pilot's here and not to body shame, but the pilot and the co-pilot are bigger individuals. Bigger. Okay. Yeah. So the co-pilot sits in and he's got to slam the seat all the way back. <laughs> so the entire time I'm sitting here, I'm manspreaded as much as you can. And this, this co-pilot is like, he looks back at me. He's like, sorry about the leg room. And I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm just completely uncomfortable, but you do, you dude. So we get into the air and it's just turbulence, wind coming through the, like the windows. Like I just cracked open the window and I'm hanging out the side of it type of thing, you know? And <laughs> So as we're flying, it's it's like storming. Uh, there's just clouds. It's just rain. These people don't know what they're. I mean, they have no idea what they're. They're solely relying on the compasses and the instruments inside the plane. They are not looking at down. They're not looking up. They're not nothing. And so finally, the like clouds kind of break, and we are typically, you know, when you're flying, you would be going straight forward. I look out and like we're kind of cockeyed going semi sideways through the storm. It, yeah. So it was just, it was a, it was a disaster all around. Uh, I mean, but did you, did you, did you die? I I might have. Did you get a good look at the earth from up there? Yes. No, it was cloudy and (laughs) rainy the whole time. All I saw was the only thing, like, we get there and I'm like, ooh, the St. Louis Arch. (laughs) Because I, you know, like, I've never been to St. Louis before. I live four hours from it, but, you know. Yeah. But I didn't get to see nothing. Yeah. I mean, I've got really no evidence to support or deny Flat Earth. Um, Pretty yeah, I can't say one way, one way or another whether my whole life I've just I I just say like my whole thing is like if someone's like is the Earth flat or round I'm like well it's obviously round like but to me it's an obvious it's like round. it's round right. you know there, and there's no argument against it but I the guess condition, the condition that's why that's that's what yeah, you've been maybe. taught if you were taught something different I mean. Maybe that's the thing. Like you, there's cut. We have colors, right? We have red, purple, blue, blah, 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 blah. If you were taught all of those colors differently, you would think those colors are that color until someone else comes up and they're like, no, 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 
color is actually yeah. this color. And you're like, no, you're stupid. This is what I was taught. Fair enough. That's why I say like I don't have any claim I don't have any arguments to deny it either. Like I can't I can't deny flat earth. Exactly. I can't support it because I don't uh, believe in it at all. But um I can't really deny it either because I have no scientific research or background to um deny it, you know. I I don't have any evidence to support other than the time thing which you um shit on myth busted um (laughs) in the fact that if you know you're standing in one spot and you look at a mountain you see the tip before the base well don't you always see the tip first yeah But no, you, you. I mean, like if you're say you're driving on a straight road, you're gonna see the tip of a mountain, and you're gonna see the mountain slowly rise, right? And then eventually you'll see the base. Yeah, that kind of tells you like, oh, you're going, you know. But then you could just say like, oh, you were on a slight decline, right? Um, or something like that. But yeah, but then it would you would always be on a slight decline. Exactly. So the Earth yeah. is actually tilted, angled. Yeah, but what happens when you go back the other direction? It does the same it, thing. It, it, it does. It, it, it flips. It's kind of like, it's kind of like one of <laughs> See, those uh, wobbly no, tables, you know? There's, there's no end to this. It's a seesaw. There's no right or wrong, yes or no. It's not like the Anunnaki where I can say it's definitely happened. Um, it's – yeah. It's there's no There's no right or wrong to this. Um, I don't think – there's astronauts that have been to space and there's people that have taken pictures of the earth from space and stuff. But is that even, I guess it really comes down to it. Like, what do you quantify as scientific factual evidence? Cause like, so most when I think of the mountains, you can see the tip first and I look at pictures and stuff like that of space i think it's obvious like that is there you go that's factual evidence the earth is round but if someone's like oh that was a fake picture or they're like oh it still looks flat to me then you know there's really nothing you can say to that so here's what i think we need to do okay we need i if you're listening to this podcast and you believe in the flat earth theory i want you to reach out and contact us we would love to interview you and get your evidence why you believe in the flat earth so please reach out and contact us um also if you're reaching out and contacting us go to www.threadweird.com um and buy some things from them and use the promo code rabbit hole um that is our sponsor and they will be sending us back some money um thankful to your purchase so please remember to do that um a lot of good good stuff on there um yeah if you want to support the podcast if you want to support the podcast it's uh liking and sharing on facebook sharing youtube videos sharing our links stuff like that but that's also one of the number way number one ways you can support us Mm. is by going to thread weird and buying um shirts coffee mugs wall decor anything of that sorts um everything they sell kind of relates to the to, to the topics that we talk about on mm-hmm. here yep. and i feel like that if you're a avid listener of the podcast and you liked what we talk about i think you'll like what they sell over there Definitely. um so yeah visit www.threadweird.com use the promo code code rabbit hole promo code <laughs> i'm drunk um <laughs> use the promo code rabbit hole uh, it'll save you some money it'll and it'll get us some money so yeah it's a win-win make sure you are liked and subscribed to all of our social medias our youtubes if you even if you listen on youtube make sure you go and subscribe on apple if you listen on apple go and subscribe on youtube um that helps us out a whole lot with knowing where we're at with people so um show us to your friends show you know to your mother your father I'd love to meet your mom. (laughs) 
I probably have met your mom, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not the, the, yeah. Our not the, subscriber base is pretty small. I probably know your mom. Um, <laughs> probably related. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I think that's pretty much all we got yeah. time for uh, this well, week. I just got one more thing. Oh, uh, yeah, go for it. And I just want to put it out there um, just to make sure you go today on January 17th, 2021, and wish our one true uh, savior, Betty White, a happy birthday. <laughs> um, it was Betty White's birthday. Yep. You know, she's... By the time this comes out, though, it's not going to be January 17th anymore. I'll pop this puppy out in the next 20 minutes. Give me a minute. Happy late right, birthday. Fair enough. Happy late birthday, and you tell her Rabbit Hole Podcast sent you. Yes. There you Pretty go. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Thanks, you two, for joining me. Uh, always remember to ask the questions and question the answers. And uh, that's all I got for this week. And Betty White, if you are listening, hit us up. We'd like to have you on here. Hmm. Yes, we would. <laughs>